You're listening to Once, episode 25, Hat Trick Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time, and we just finished watching Hat Trick. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. And we have had a cool time. This was a good episode, I thought. Not like totally amazing, but yet I think it was really good still. Like the story that they covered, the way they portrayed it, there was a lot of emotion in this and also some moments that I found myself, like suddenly my brain was running 100 miles a minute trying to think that, oh, are they going to do this? Is this what they're hinting at? And then something else came up and it's, oh, no, is this what they're hinting at? Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. What else did you think about it? I thought they weren't going to show the Queen of Hearts after all that. And then they did. And then they didn't. And well, they didn't. We still don't know who she yeah. is. I yeah. was wondering I... if she was going to be the woman... That was downstairs in the little madhouse. Yeah. It wouldn't be funny to be in the madhouse when she had the mad hatter. Um, I liked the episode considering usually I don't care for episodes introduce new characters. Typically, just because it's hard. You have to get a story in. You can't really. I don't know. This was actually quite good for introducing a new character. Mm-hmm. Someone that felt pretty strong despite we've only seen him this once. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Jenny, what did you think about it? I don't have any thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure you have some This thought. was the episode you were looking forward we to so much. We didn't get so to much. see Alice. We didn't get to see Alice. <laughs> or, She's the or star did of we? Wonderland. Well, we don't know yet. That's that's one of the theories. Is uh, In our chat room, while we were chatting during the live show and just afterward, over at noodle.mx slash live, Eastern and Central airing times, it was uh, Bookworm had pointed out saying, I don't know if y'all talked about this yet, but does anyone else get the feeling that Paige is Alice and the Queen of Hearts is Regina's mother? Hmm. I, well, everybody thought that the nurse in the basement of the hospital was the Queen of Hearts, and I thought she was Regina's mother, so I suppose those things could be the same. I think that Alice should probably be named Alice, quite honestly. (laughs) Um, That's true. (laughs) At least in one world or the other. Probably, but uh, I I thought that when they showed his daughter, I thought, oh, it's Alice, and then it was Grace, and that's fine. I, I don't know. I knew that Emma was just playing along with um, the Mad Hatter guy in Storybrooke. I knew she was going to hit him on the head first chance they got. I, I was knew thinking that too, but I wanted to believe that she was being genuine and starting to connect things. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, what was the Mad Hatter's, um, what was his real name? In Jefferson. Jefferson, okay. Yeah, in both worlds. Both worlds. And the Queen of Hearts said she is no queen. She, her name is Regina, right? Yeah. So there, there can be they, only one queen. They're Which, tying a lot of the names to Storybrooke and Fairytale Land. Well, we knew that one. No, but I'm saying more and more are the names crossing over as opposed to having two separate names. A lot of times the one in Storybrooke is being called 
in fairy tale land. What do you um, mean? That's that's because well, Jefferson is called Jefferson both in fairy tale land and in storybook. Wait, was Jefferson? He's the Mad Hatter. Well, he he's the same person in storybook mm-hmm. as in fairy tale land, and so is Regina. And same name. But, but usually in, they have the different names to correspond to the different places. Right, and different people, though. That's the point Jenny is making, is they're the same people. Mm. He's fully knowledgeable of his fairy tale mm-hmm. land past. So that means, and it, well, what he was saying is that he felt like his curse was that Regina sent him here with the knowledge of being separated. So, so he thought she meant for him to remember. Yes. Which doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess... Well, there there are a couple things we can guess from this. And when we get into our full discussion on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time over at noodle.mx slash live, we'll probably explore this a bit more. But in in Storybrooke, we saw that he had the scar under his neck. Yeah. Of, uh, so his head had been put back together so before the curse. Nasty. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> it was cool. It Come was on. disturbing. So his head Not. had been put back together. So he makes it out of Wonderland somehow, and then the curse gets enacted. Maybe. Or maybe the curse affects Wonderland, too. I viewed his house as Wonderland. The fact that he said he couldn't really leave it and he was oh. stuck in those for 28 years, like that was his, well, the correlation between Fairytale Land and Storybrooke. He couldn't leave it was kind of uh, metaphorical because he was True. out walking on the road. I have one question. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't Regina have walked through the mirror and gotten back with her box and the heart and the mushroom and just poof? Made her dad come back after they got through the looking glass and after they got back. Is she just really that evil? Well, it probably wouldn't have worked on the other side. You don't think so? I think Yeah, not. that's what I was thinking as well. <sighs> Regina. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy and I agree there. Now, was it his heart or was it him shrunken? That's a great question because she is the queen of hearts. And it was the, sort of like that heart vault that yes, Regina that had. That would make vault. sense if that was her mother then being the queen of hearts and her with her heart yeah. fetish. Um. What if, what if though, <laughs> Regina stole that heart vault from the queen of hearts? Hmm. And that's how she got the heart vault. Like the same one. Yeah. Well, the mushrooms, the mushrooms traditionally make you grow taller or make you grow smaller. I thought so, maybe it was just oh, little so Henry maybe was and just a little hit, yeah in the box. Yeah, and remember when she grabbed the little bit? That's when Jefferson said to her, "Wait, you know what that does, don't you?" Oh, right. He called it food, and she took such a small amount. I know. And I, it makes more sense that she fed it to a miniature version of her father, and he got bigger than that. She stuffed a piece of mushroom <laughs> into his heart, yeah. and by the way, isn't that bringing someone back from the dead? Right. <laughs> so I think he was just little tiny and in this box. Which isn't a very nice existence, frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depends so, how tiny he was. The box could have been like a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> well, think of like the genie in the box. Yeah, so, but that was a small little room. <laughs> mentioning the Gina, genie raises the issue of the timeline for this. Where does this fit on the timeline? Because this is after King Leopold was killed and after the Huntsman incident because... Mm. Wait a minute. Not after the Huntsman incident. Yeah, because the castle is black. Oh, right. Okay. And Regina is dressing in black. So this is after the Huntsman incident. Snow White's gone. But Regina had, or Evil Queen had the heart wall. That woman's name is Regina. At During the Huntsman episode. So maybe she has a duplicate of the kind of heart vault like the Queen of Hearts does. But so this is, we saw 
evil queen's mother or father in the episode where the genie was there. So right. he was there and that was before King Leopold was killed. Then we see Henry, evil queen's father again, just before the curse is right. enacted. So this is somewhere between those two times. Yeah. So somewhere in between the queen of hearts captured Henry's father. And I have a hard time believing she did it herself because she doesn't look too capable. Yeah. Maybe oh, she got I've got the, to have a veil over my face, probably because it's in a heart shape, and that's really awkward. She got and, the oh, doctor maybe. from Stargate to make a Stargate for her. And... <laughs> maybe yeah. she doesn't have a head. What's happening? The, the guy that was the guy that was speaking for the queen is a, a doctor from Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, like one of everybody's favorite I characters. I was so disappointed the last time I saw him in something and found out that this the accent that he had in Atlantis wasn't real. By the way. Two things. Well, do you think maybe the the Queen of Hearts is actually like a little itty bitty queen and that's why <laughs> she has that? I mean, you can shrink and you can get bigger and everything else. Like, why would she need the thing to speak up? Because she, well, at least in the Disney reimagining of uh, Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> in the new one that's more like a sequel, really, mm-hmm. the Queen of Hearts was ugly. She had this big head and little body. And so maybe the reason for the whole veil was because she felt like she was ugly and maybe. everyone else was wearing masks over the face but to fit had, in with they, her. They had the trumpet thing, like she had to speak up. So maybe she has a big body with a little head. Or maybe that's just her method for whispering. And in the animated Disney version of the story, she screamed all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a couple uh, cool things from this that we noticed just right away. And we'll get into much more discussion. And listeners, we would love your feedback for our full discussion. You can call 903-231-2221 or email feedback at oncepodcast.com. Or you can also go on to the forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums and start chatting away with many other listeners who have awesome theories. But a couple things that I noticed, and uh, I credit actually to Fortuna, for pointing this out, the connection here. Fortuna had posted in our chat room as uh, this was going on. She said, am I the only one who laughed that Mary Margaret used a croquet stick of all things to smack the hatter? I missed that. (laughs) I knew it was croquet, but I didn't link them. Yeah, I knew there was, it was significant somehow, but I couldn't place it in the story until Fortuna said that. Yeah, I wonder if there are flamingos somewhere too, because in the Disney's version, there were all these flamingos too. And hedgehogs. Yeah. Jeremy pointed out the fact that he really was appreciative of the fact that the directors and writers put in Emma asking Snow or Mary Margaret if (laughs) she went to do like kickboxing classes or something, (laughs) that they didn't just ignore the fact that she drop kicked someone out the window. Yeah. And she goes, I don't know where that came from. That was great. I was like, I hope that that wasn't just spontaneous. Anyone can do this writing and that it was something that came from her past self. Do you think the Mad Hatter went through the hat? Or do you think Jefferson oh, yeah. went back through the hat? Yeah. So Emma's magic worked. But where did he go? Because we thought that story broke. I mean, Fairytale Land would have been in the mines at the bottom or something was down there. Maybe he just kept falling. Well, I think it went <laughs> back to Wonderland because... Maybe? Well, there's more to see there because yeah. we don't know how he and possibly others from Wonderland ended up. He there. It didn't seem like the curse necessarily would have affected Wonderland. Wouldn't didn't that seem more like it was a different realm? Yeah. The way because, he described it. 
he was talking about, I didn't get the actual quote, and we'll have this for our full discussion, but he was saying that there are multiple worlds, many worlds, each touching each other. Some have magic, some don't. Mm-hmm. So did the evil queen's curse affect every world? That's what you're basically saying, right, right. Jeremy? Right, and I wouldn't have thought so. And the way the way I've imagined it, you couldn't go back to what we call fairy tale land right now. And why would you want to? There's nobody there. But he could have gone back to Wonderland, which he hates, but I, I guess he didn't really want to anyway. He kind of did that accidentally. Here's a crazy thought. <laughs> maybe people, maybe when the people of Storybrooke die, they go back to fairytale land. Hmm. Have we now we're talking about, about like Inception. <laughs> well, no, not Inception, but well. Yeah, if you in kill yourself, way. you come you're back to the You're talking about room. the movie. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Who's not the wanna, actual realistic inception. Who's going to want to kill themselves? I mean, <laughs> no. nobody. Once again, overheard. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one has died before up to this point. And we don't know for certain that Catherine is actually dead. Or wait, Graham. Graham. <laughs> yes, true. So where did he go? Well, I, I really think everyone has been moved from Fairytale Land to Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. Not any of this. They're now split in half. Mm-hmm. Although the ABC thing did at one time says they're trapped between between two worlds. Whatever, that's just well, it's sort of the talk. idea of they're in fairytale land and there's the real world, our world, and they're in Storybrooke, which is sort of neither neither of them. Mm-hmm. So that might be like why they get the whole trap between two worlds because they're not in fairytale land. They're not. They can't escape Storybrooke and go into our world. They're sort of in limbo. And you know, were. you know something that we did get combination or confirmation of in their regards to their limbo is that it has been twenty eight years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jefferson said that he said I've been in this house for twenty eight years, mm-hmm. and every day has gone by and nothing has changed until you showed up. Then the clock changed. Then time mm-hmm. started moving again. He seemed almost mad at her for that. <laughs> well, you know, it's terrible to be stuck there without your daughter, but at least it's all stuck. And now that Emma's there, his daughter's growing up without him. Mm. And uh, presumably. Mm. So he's got to do something or that's what's going to happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe he couldn't before. Or he said that it was his knowledge was his curse. That he knew their past. Which makes me wonder, did he arrive to Storybrooke in a different way? When they first jumped through that hat, I was thinking... (gasps) They're going to jump into Storybrooke. That's where they're, we're going to see them end up is Storybrooke before the curse takes place. But no, they, they somewhere else. <laughs> but all those other doors lead to different worlds. And someone in the chat room said that one of them looked Oz-like, like the Wizard hmm. of Oz. So maybe that's a different world. Oh, I'm sure they're going to try and do that at some point or they wouldn't have shown the flying monkey so, so many times in the book. By the way, um, the whole idea with the different worlds and Emma being able to create the hat and make something magical. I mean, is she like some originator of magic? Can she create magic that doesn't exist? Like, she has powers that no one knows about yet. And she's pretty good at making a hat for like the first <laughs> try. Did she make that one? She it, supposedly did. I didn't supposedly. think she, didn't we see that whole thing though? Like from the time she started cutting and made one cut to the rest of the conversation or did they cut away? They cut away and oh. then there was poof a hat. <laughs> I w- she starts cutting. I'm like, really? You know how to make a hat? I would not know where to start. Especially those scissors. Yeah. In our chat room, SJM pointed out maybe another world is Neverland. 
one yeah. of those doors leads to hmm. if they can ever do the peter pan thing so it's sort of like was in kingdom hearts you had to pick which world you wanted to go to in uh <laughs> the video game kingdom oh, hearts well what? in chronicles of narnia there was a kind of teleporting sort of that's thing, true i thought this going was like to you drive the spaceship and, and such yeah so we'll we'll have screenshots of these doors as many of as, as we can and we'll either post them in the forums ahead of time or we'll definitely talk about them in our full discussion episode on Wednesday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx/live. Did anything else really stick out to you guys as major things? Go ahead Jeremy, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just thinking with my mouth open. Oh, okay. I do that a lot. Too. That. <laughs> One of the things I thought was major scene here is Regina comes back into the sheriff's office oh. and was shocked that Mary Margaret was there. And then we learn that it was Gold's idea. I was, yeah. Um, that We're, actually really unsettled me more than either of them can alone, seeing yeah. them team up. Yeah. But are they teamed up? Yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. Gold never has a, a <laughs> well, player. Like, they made a deal. They made some it's kind not of deal. Yeah. That they're on the same oh, side, wait. per se. You have to remember when Emma said, I. I approve of your results, not your method. So I'm really hoping that this is like like a method of Mr. Gold's to undermine Regina oh. in making her think that he's dealing with her. Excellent yeah, I, point. I'm Good hoping. Job. I'm hoping. Yeah, Good job. excellent point. Jenny. You know Mr. Gold hates the queen. Yes. Hates, hates more than me. Well, maybe more than me. <laughs> and yeah, so you know he's got something up his sleeves. What's his face? Jefferson. What's his hat? <laughs> said um, he was saving Mary Margaret's life. So hmm. was Regina planning to try to have her? Well, I mean, I in a roundabout Mr. way. I mean, I guess she, I was thinking, what, was she going to kill her in the woods? She was trying to leave Storybrooke. That's True. what he said. He said, you know, I'm oh, so, people oh, when they try okay. to leave Storybrooke. Okay. I so thought he saved was, her life. Gotcha. That makes sense. Although we haven't seen anyone actually have anything too grave happen to them when they try to leave. Well, Catherine, we still don't know where she is. Yeah. yeah. Her car ran off the road like everybody's. Mm. Someone then, yeah. Someone had wondered if Mary Margaret would get to the edge of Storybrooke and just like bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who that was in the chat room that said that. But then, so I'm wondering, why is this deal for the deal, one side of the deal is that apparently Gold is going to, was going to try and help Mary Margaret escape so that Regina would have this whole plot or this thing planned out. But what is Regina offering Gold? How about this? Okay, you know they hate each other. Yeah. You know they both have things against each other. What's one thing that Gold would give up what he has for? And what's one thing Regina has that gold would cave on well Bell. but he doesn't know that yeah, yeah. he doesn't know he but thinks what Bell if, is dead what if she i mean she could just elude that i know where bell is and bell you know it gives some type of hint and that would make mr gold even if he has a plot against her totally turn and cave i think it would make regina too vulnerable to do that just because of the curse if she said i or alluded to knowing where bell is number one it would mean she lied and number two it would have to mean that she had that Regina was holding Bell somewhere. Gold would know that 
just because of the nature of the curse. Yeah. And I wouldn't really want to get on his really, really, really bad side. And we have Belle in our chat room right now. And oh. even she is saying <laughs> that Regina is going to save Belle for something really important. I don't think, I don't think um, Mr. Gold can see the future. Because if he could, then he would know that Belle is alive. Oh, yeah. Unless she dies without him well, knowing. Like, how does he not know? Since Are you saying Mr. Gold? Stiltskin, and he knows the future. How does he not know about Belle? Well, that's the thing. He knows the future, but that doesn't mean he knows everywhere in the present. Or so all he, future. Yeah, he might know an aspect of the future or some of the future. But yeah, like Dan said, maybe not all future. Mm. And maybe, I mean, knowing the future doesn't mean, like if I know the future, that doesn't mean I know what our next door neighbors are doing. So I guess Regina is not planning on revealing anything about Belle anytime soon. Otherwise he would know about it, right? Probably. Yeah. And in the chat room, they're also agreeing too that Belle, and I think this too, that Belle is going to be a major uh, piece here and so it's not just going to be some like behind the scenes deal that Stiltskin or mr gold and regina make there was a lot of emotion in this episode where we see a father who is so loving toward his daughter and more in this about family the importance of family and some very similar quotes to true north when uh, hansel and gretel's dad was talking about family and some really touching scenes there. And then the the little tea party with the rabbit and Mr. <laughs> Tortoise and that. Makes me wonder, are they going to do more of an Alice in Wonderland story? Or is this Yeah, I, I would imagine that they are. Regina's despicable. I'm just thinking about her right now. <laughs> She's despicable. <laughs> She's, she haunts your dreams. She's horrible. She's horrible. <laughs> By the way, when you said there's a lot of emotion, the first thing I thought we were talking about was the crazy Mad Hatter. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess there were some family values and everything. I just thought of the insane person that kidnapped two women. He wasn't that insane. Which, I mean, he was a little. He kidnapped two women and was sharpening scissors. Sharpening scissors to make hats. While he had one tie, oh, both yeah. of them tied up. And he poisoned one with, like, knockout tea. Knockout tea. It's exactly what he used. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That magically vanished before it hit the ground. <laughs> there wasn't I, even anything in the cup. It was a pretend tea party and she passed out. Tea. I hate it when Regina said, you're right, family, if you really loved your daughter, you wouldn't have left her. <gasps> Regina. Oh, yeah. That, Regina. that was tough. Once again, we see a vulnerable side of her. Like, you know, whatever snow she claims snow took from her was something very dear in family. She's just so because, selfish and wicked. And Well, you saw her face when, when he was saying in the promise that, you know, I wanted to see my daughter again. And she looked like she cared and was hurt. Like she knew she was hurting somebody. <laughs> what? Prediction. Crackpot yes. theory. Yes. The love of Regina's life came from Wonderland and she left her mother there while she took him back. Ooh. But how does it have to do with anything with snow? It doesn't. It just came to me. I well. love how she made the <laughs> well, shortcut. Well, it will eventually. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, that was good. There goes the bushes. I, I, I realized at the moment that she did that, that in the back of my mind, I was dreading their trip through the maze and going, oh, here we go. And I wasn't even thinking it actively. It was just like, oh, that really? They have to go through a maze? <laughs> Dang it. And uh, then she blazed her way and I was very happy. That's what I, I was like. in 
impressed with the caterpillar character. Like, okay, you see everything else, you see the 3D, and it was like, okay, it's quick, you know, TV 3D rendering and stuff. And then you have the the uh, calip- ca- caterpillar, and uh, he actually looked really cool. They did a good job with yeah. that. Yeah, and who I love that. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are you? Yeah. Oh, I hate Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. Uh, if he's not from Wonder, well, he didn't really say he's from Wonderland, but I wonder where he comes from, like where where his home is, because in the original version, well, in the Disney version, that's where he lives and that's where he comes from. The voice of the caterpillar, by the way, was Roger Daltrey. And thanks to our chat room for uh, sharing that uh, with us. They actually kind of made the caterpillar look like him a little bit yeah. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, thought it was, was cool. pretty cool. They uh, apparently he's from a band called The Who. Who are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. We'll we'll double check those facts though, and there's more for you. <laughs> but uh, the the graphics are actually getting, I think, better a bit in Once Upon a Time. Uh, any other things? Initial reactions to share? Any questions you want the listeners to answer? There's an interesting parallel in that in Storybrooke, Emma was looking for someone, and she wouldn't say who or what she was looking for, and Regina was doing the same thing. In fairy tale, hmm. yeah. they didn't even say they were looking for who's. They just were looking for something. Hmm. Something I noticed, I thought it was neat when Emma was in the Mad Hatter's mansion or whatever. Um, he shows points her to the telescope, which I thought the whole idea of looking through the looking the looking glass. Yeah, so, she has a couple telescopes in his house. Yeah, he does have several of them. Well, he's stuck in there. He's been stuck in <laughs> mm-hmm. there. I think that literally he was part of the curse was he was stuck in his house. Like especially he went outside of it. He could see his well, daughter. He could she, see everyone. When she got there, oh, everything yeah. stopped. Oh. That's right. He did say, I've been stuck in this house for 28 years. So when Emma came, maybe he could that's, leave. Yeah, when he could leave his house. Yeah. It was that's like Wonderland what, to him. That's what I figured. Oh. We'll see that again when we do our rewatches this week and record our full discussion on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be there or have a good reason for not being there. (laughs) (laughs) And despite the fact that she was playing him, Emma did, at the end, seem like she was starting to believe. She was like... She was... Something was happening. She was... Being emotional. Well, yeah. when a man sort of disappears, <laughs> that kind of rocks your whole like perception of reality. I thought they were going to have an ally. <laughs> I was sad. Yeah, but that that's a perfect example of what it's like for someone who truly believes this. How they're viewed mm-hmm. then by someone Crazy. who doesn't view it is. And I felt myself going back and forth between emotions. At one moment, it's like, man, he's crazy. (laughs) Another moment, it's like, Emma, he's telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) So they did that really well. And it portrays that that Mm -hmm. conflict of ideas and and sanity. And he really (laughs) did look mad. Like when he was sewing together all those hats at the very end, just trying to get one that works. That's, I think, how he got the name Mad Hatter. Well, actually, it's because he went so crazy trying to Jeremy, make the hats again. Didn't you? Didn't you kind of say 
like in that era, hatters had to use mercury and it would kind of mm-hmm. get like it would get in their skin and yeah, drive them crazy. Yeah, yeah. like it would make them mad. Hmm. Wasn't it you that said that? It was in the glue. It's the glue the that caused it must have been Dan because I don't know what you're oh, talking okay. about, but he seems to. Okay. Uh, it was, yes, it was I'm an expert. I'm going mad. Well, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of going many ways. Speaking of going mad, listeners, we would love for you to go mad in our forums over at onceforums.com. You can join our forums and chat about this episode, share your theories, and share any screenshots that you get to to post before we do. Just don't share spoilers. Yeah. Make sure you use that spoiler tag in the forums if you want to share any spoilers. It'll be off with your heads. Off with your head. And And you won't be alive after that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) So no spoilers. (laughs) And please remember that you can join our live shows on Sunday nights for the live initial reactions. We do that at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx slash live. And then you can also join our live full discussions on Wednesday evenings at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And by the way, it's come to my attention, we have a lot more listeners. I mean, a lot more international <laughs> listeners than I'd realized. So for all of you international listeners... International to the United States, of course, yeah. is what he means. Eastern Time is GMT minus four hours. So you can figure that out then for your time zone. Because I know we say Wednesday night and for our friends in New Zealand... Uh, I was chatting with one of them last week after we recorded mm. our episode. She was saying, it's Thursday right now at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon or well, something. You always say Eastern time. Yeah. yeah. But for people outside, it's GMT minus four hours right now. So you can figure that into your international schedule and join us. And that would be awesome. Listeners, we're also putting together a season finale party. We haven't figured out exactly where the location will be. It'll be somewhere in the northern Kentucky or greater Cincinnati area, but we would love for you to join us. So go over to oncepodcast.com slash forums, and you can read as we discuss that over there. And we'll have a link in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 25. One last thing, our website has gotten so much traffic that our website actually can't handle all of the traffic. We're trying to upgrade, and if there's anything you'd like to do, like use our affiliate links that we have on the website, or or just send a donation through PayPal to mail, M-A-I-L, at oncepodcast.com, we would really appreciate that, and that way we can help keep the server alive and upgrade the server, make the website run a lot faster. You know you've seen it load slowly. That's not just your computer. That's our website. So you can see that, and we'll have more information about that over at oncepodcast.com. Please follow us on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at twitter.com slash oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on twitter.com slash noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Design. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Nook. Remember to send us your feedback, 903-231-2221, or feedback at oncepodcast.com. And remember that, well, we sometimes hate Wonderland, too. <laughs>
Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx.